There's a term they say, kids say in Hebrew, I don't know why, I don't know where it came from, it's called bombs to the eyebrows. Did you ever hear that? No. No? Lagabot. Anyone ever heard that? No. I don't know why, but I felt maybe there was, I felt an energy of bombs to the eyebrows. Tzatzot Lagabotin Day. Gimel Betishrei. Is anyone here, well, you're probably all fasting because we just finished Shachar, unless you had a time to down some, uh, you know, down something in the morning, but it's one of the it's one of the hardest fa- uh, fast days to connect to, especially in like in Aninu, like we'll say Mincha Kivitzara Gedola Anachnu, and we just did you know by Yichal Moshe Avi Lane, but we usually you know we Lane Shivas Avitamuz and other sort of fast days that we really have something that we're fasting on. Why, why are we fasting today? Does anyone know? Because we ate too much. Yeah, yeah. So who, so who was he, and how come uh, we don't we don't really have anything to do with him? Uh, he was so after Uman by Rishon, when the first temple was destroyed. Yeah. Um, the the Baras, well, the, the king of Persia, still left. There were Jews still in Eretz Yisrael, uh-huh. and he appointed Gedaliah, then Yehoiakim, and governor. Achikam. Achikam. Ben Achikam. Ben Achikam is governor over the area. Right. So, so why are we fasting? Some level of autonomy was ended at that moment. What did you say? Some, some level of autonomy for, right, for Jews right. and so was ended. Um, and also, like, a couple on Sinatinam, other days Sinatinam is pretty, pretty rough. The last experiment we had of anything here right. was totally annihilated. 
So, this, so what, I, what I wanted to discuss for a few minutes is this inyan of something that ended. You said autonomy. We're, we're going to see something on a based on, it's going to be a little bit of a twist of how we usually relate to Tzom Gedalia from a, a Rav that we've learned from many, many times, Rav Erez Moshe Darun, his beautiful way of understanding uh, this, this very interesting day. But I think that for us, Bezrat Hashem, as we, as we now, starting this new year and first day of learning of this year, I think we could actually figure something out here that we wouldn't normally figure out and connect it to actually feel uh, why this day, Gimel Tishrei, why Dafka happens now. I mean, that was the day he was killed, but like, because it seems like it's completely out of the place. Like, you have Rosh Hashanah, you have Asayat Yimei Tshuva, you have Shavit Tshuva, you have Yom Kippur, that's kind of all like, you know, all adds up, it's kind of Mifne or something. And then there's Tzom Gedalia. So you could say, no, 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 it just happened to be that it happened on Gimel Tishrei. But I think that when we understand what the end of, what this ended, what on a time level, and how things how this shifted things, I think we're able to understand why Dafka this comes out between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So if you could pass these out, they don't get startled. When is Rosh Hashanah? When is Rosh Hashanah? When was Rosh Hashanah given to us? It's in the Torah. It's in the Torah. It's yeah. So how they celebrated Vichule is that you know I'm sure it looked very little like the way we. Uh, we celebrate Rosh Hashanah today, other than, uh, oh wait, there's, there's more, there's more. Definitely chauffeur. The tefillahs, <laughs> not really. People weren't sweating in shuls, machzorim, there was a whole dip the apple in the honey. I don't know if that was, you know, but there was Rosh Hashanah, of course there was Rosh Hashanah. But to the extent of how much yantas were being celebrated here in Eretz Yisrael by then, we really, I mean, I'm sure we could probably piece the pieces together and realize it was towards the end of, it, of a big shift. So look what he says here. This is a, this, this, the truth is we only really have to learn the first few paragraphs. That's all the time we have. And um, I think we'll connect to something strong. He was a ruler and he ruled over Am Yisrael. It's like exactly like he said, Yeshua. His death was the end, as a time. He was the last one from the She'eris Apleta, from those that remained from the time of Churban Abayit. He was like the last one from the leaders from that time. And really, even though there already was a Churban Abayit, him being killed represented something that we're going to see was even more painful than the effect... <coughs> excuse me? than the effect that the Churban Abayit had. Also, So yes, this is a fast day, and it has to do with Avelut after Churban Abayit. It's still another Darga of Hitarderut. Do you know what that means? Hitarder? Dwindling down, more dwindling down. Lidarder means, like if you're ever in high school and one of your rabbeim sees you, you didn't come one day to Shacharit, another day, you're going down. But he says over here, what we are mourning with, with Gedalia's murder is something deeper than what you think. It's loss 
is even more bitter and hard than the Khurban Habayit. What could be worse than Khurban Habayit? Look what he says. He quotes what it says in the Medrash Echa. Kashe silush kam shel tzadikim kiflaim kechurban beit elokeinu. The siluk, which means the stalek, the the uh, going away. But what's the word? Vanishing. Going up. Yeah, the removal, <laughs> the removal, the vanishing, the 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 saying goodbye to tzadikim is twice as worse than the churban beit elokeinu, than the churban of beis hamikdash. Does that does that? Bother anybody that statement? Because sure, sure bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is that? What does that mean? Yeah. Who does? The tzaddikim, the the manigim. Nachon, nachon. But that's it. We already we're, looting, we're, we're, we're going right to the right to the point over here. Ikar ma'alato shalam Yisrael k'sheyesh lo manhigim kedoshim u'meromemim mishichmam v'mala. Our ma'al of Am Yisrael is when we have holy leaders that elevate us and lift us to the highest heights. What he's going to be explaining to us over here is that basically that today Gimel Tishrei Tzom Gedalia represents for us a loss of our con- of really the connection. I could have, Hashem can give me the base of Mikdash today. If without leaders, would I know what to do with it? Would it mean anything to me? How would I relate to it? It would, it would probably be more painful to have a building that's so holy base of Mikdash that I, my, my heart has no access to. What would, what would it mean for me? So I have to, okay, I open up a Sefer, I'll try to learn the of the Rambam, or I'll try to, I try to learn something. But even the but, but the Gedolim are explaining to me what the Rambam is saying. You know, when Rabbi Shlomo Kavach died, I remember that uh, like a little bit after he died, and I was listening to people, the, the eulogies, people, and the real students, I remember what they were most in pain over. It, it wasn't him, it wasn't the Nigunim. They kept on saying, who's going to explain to us what, what Reb Nachman meant now? Who's going to explain to us what the Ishbitzer was really talking about? That's the real pain over the Ovdan of Manigim. Not just how good it felt in their presence, but who is going to be extracting from whatever level of Torah Shebikhtav into Torah Shebalpeh. At whatever level the Torah Shebikhtav is, right? So he says like this. And this is, this is like good to start the year off like this, to just be very, very honest. Okay? Anyone that's willing to be brutally honest going to his, going into his nefesh, we only someone that's willing to be brutally honest is ready to admit how badly they need a real leader. What kind of a leader are we speaking about? A tzaddik. We're talking about a leader that knows what you need, and not just that he knows what you need, so he could pull a, he could pull like a a, a rebbe shtick on you. A lot of tzaddik, people can sometimes like, oh, I know, I see what you need. It's not just seeing what you need; it's seeing what you need. What's that? And getting you there as well, bringing you there as well. You know, I got a listen. I got a phone call late last night from Oman, right? And and. Um, I said, I said, how what? I was Rosh Hashanah. So the guy said, Rabbeinu, 
And I said, Hashem. Right? It was back and forth. Rabbeinu. Hashem. And then I realized, like, if this person feels that his Indian to get to Hashem is through Rabbeinu, right? Which many, many of us in this room, including myself, I have no idea how I could grab onto anything of my, of, 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 of Dveikas if it wasn't for, the, if it wasn't for Rabbi Nachman, they are there to bring us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And basically what, you, what we see in Uman, for Bemet, a, a large portion of sincere, real emesdika of them that are trying so hard to connect, it's that inyan of wanting to, to, to connect to the koyach of the tzaddik, without getting too involved in how that works and what that means, to bring them to Hashem, because they believe the Torahs of that tzaddik are playing this role. But we and I, you and I know, we need manhigim that are physically alive as well. We need people that are alive right now to lead us and to teach us. Who would you say the last real manhig was in Am Yisrael, like in a broad, broad, broad manner? I would say Sfar, but I would say Sfaradim. He, I think he was over the largest. Oh, over the largest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I think so. Bavatrebi also. Who else? Yeah, I would say Moshe Feinstein actually. No. But 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 that listen a postek. What what is a, what, this is very good. What does a postek do? Rabbi Nachman says another teaching about Alacha. Uh, a posek is supposed to bring you the greatest simcha in the world. Not because he's giving you the chuvas you want to you know, know. But a posek is someone who's able to remove doubt from your life. That's really what a posek is. I don't know what to do. Is it this child? Is it that one? Is it that one? So I go to Arav. En simcha The greatest simcha is when suffolk is removed from me. So it, wouldn't, it would be amazing if all of us were holding in the same sfekas. Because then we could have one rav, one posek, can remove one huge major doubt from the cloud. Boom, automatic samchatam Yisrael. When it comes to the things that are greatest and biggest and biggest and biggest, it's, it's very hard. Rav Eliyashev, remember Rav Eliyashev's funeral? Was any, were, you, were you guys here? You were there? Okay, so anyway, he's saying anyone that's willing to be honest, brutally honest, understands how badly they need a leader. So I'm just going to say, until there is the leader, everyone has to have a, their rub. I, I don't know what I would do without that man. I, I, I honestly, not just like it, not just to help me with like Shilas that you guys ask me sometimes. I'm saying, I just don't, I have no idea how, how it would be. No, no clue. Second line, but kach mevashem mevakesh Moshe min Hashem. Which is the parshas that we're really in right now. He's at, even though this was said in Parshas Pinchas, he says the person that should rule beneath me, bo, a person that has spirit in him. And that's why he, when he when he asks for a leader to come and be yoreshim, he says the God of spirit. I think Rashi, oh, he brings it over here. Rashi explains there. Amar lefanav. Ribono shilolam. Moshe says to Hashem, Master of the world. Galui ve'adua lefanecha da'ato shel kol echad ve'echad ve'inan domin zelazeh. You know the, the knowledge, the da'at, the opinions of every single person and how they're not similar to each other and that each person 
is unique. Each person has their own shtick. Each person has their own baggage. Each person has their own good things to put on the table as well. Place upon them a leader that is able to tolerate each and every person's different Indian. And Hashem said, this is Yoshua. Because what did it say about Yoshua? Because he can kind of walk with the... He can talk the talk. He could be in a room with certain people that are talking about... They're, remin- they're, having like, uh, they're reminiscing about the, the expos. And he can talk about the expos, right? Or, they're not around anymore, are they? No. What's now? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> It's a yid with hope, and it's amazing. <laughs> and then, you know, if that's what they need, or, if, you know, chevra that are talking more about, like, a melus in a ktsais, or whatever it is, right? And give out, you know, we need leaders that are going to be, that mamish have to be able to be in that place to talk to us, like we just read, where they are, where they're at. So Tzvi is not here today, so we're learning some Rabbi Nachman. He is the beauty, the glory, and the chen of the whole world. And when this tzadik, that he is the beauty of the whole world, he becomes big in the world and he becomes known in the world the eyes of the world start to open up whoever is included in the of this tzadik and he is the chen and the beauty of the world. I know, what does that mean? What does it mean that he, he's included amongst the chen of the tzaddik? He says over here, means Like, did you ever, were you ever amongst the rav? You know, he's talking obviously about the tzaddik emes here, but I'm saying even on a, on a smaller level, wherever like in, in, in the presence of a rav, that something about their beauty just simply drew you to them. So much so that you... It could be even it could be even facial It could be even like you know tzaddikim are beautiful. They're they the panim are, are beautiful. Something about them says come 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 you know come here, and you're drawn. You're completely drawn to them. Niftachim Suddenly your eyes are open. You can begin to see. Like how do you know you found your rav? If you feel like now you're seeing all that was already always in front of you. That's what he's saying over here. It's not that he's bringing you brand new things to the table. It's that now you suddenly, oh my God, this was in front of me the whole time and I wasn't aware of it? Yes, that is what the tzaddik does. That's what the tzaddik does. Rabbi David Aaron writes this beautifully in one of his books. I think it's called Love is Bliss or, or Love is My Religion. He's a lot of svarim with those titles. He says, See, oh no, 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 sticha. makes perfect sense. It's called Seeing God. That's exactly what we're saying. He says, when someone begins to do tshuva, and someone is, and in our context, when he's exposed to the teachings of the tzaddik emes, 
So suddenly, like the tzaddik basically says, "Oh, here, try these on." You put on these glasses. Wow, where did this come from? When did this show up? And the tzaddik is kind of the rest of your life explaining to you, this was always in front of you. You just were wearing the right lens. Corrective lens is what the tzaddik provides for people. What the manhig, amiti, is supposed to provide for people. That's what it is. But Rabbi Nachman says in another place, never compromise on the tzaddik that you're looking for, on the rav that you need. Never ever say, whatever, he didn't really show me, he didn't really give me corrective lens, but he told me he gave me a few good pointers and that's enough for me. The, Rabbi Nachman says the chen and the emes of the tzaddik is there to you go look, search for the search for the highest one, for the strongest one. Don't compromise on it. So he continues over here and he says, Vaikar. But what's more important than all of this? And this is the point of today's shir, because this is really a seresimei tshuva. And this is what the tzaddikim really are trying to bring us to. The corrective lens is not to see what's in front of you. It's not to see all the beauty that Hashem placed in front of you. It's to see all the beauty that Hashem placed within you. And you have to learn how to look at yourself. Shuva is a very, very big, big, big thing that seems like it's how do I know? How do I know if I'm in it, right? Have you begun to start looking at yourself inwards? The Rebbe says here, Rebbe Nachman says, that this Indian of, of what the Tzadik gives you, the tools, the ability, the corrective lens, in order to look at yourself and to look at the Rebbe Shleim as well. What was lost on Am Yisrael, on Gimel Tishrei, with the murder of Gedaliah, was he was the last one from the time of celebrating the base of Mikdash, which was the place where we saw ourselves. That's what would happen when you walked into the base of Mikdash. He was the last zecher of that. And as long as he was still alive, people still had some kind of shayachut to being able to know how to look inside, how to look at themselves correctly. He dies, he's murdered, his murder resembles the end of that era that you began speaking about. And you said it beautifully, no, Khalila, you said it beautifully, we're just explaining deeper. His death took us away from that, took us even further away from what that which would happen in the Beis HaMikdash. Yeah? The timeline, what's when he was killed, how much after was that when the time of the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed? Good question. Say one or three. Good question. I, I, three I heard Mamash three in the beginning, but I don't know exactly, I don't, I don't, I don't amount of time. No, no, no. And I don't think it was exactly after either, like he was saying. Yeah. 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 This was a point in time where the nation had just started to recover from the Hoban Beit Hamikdash. They started to pick themselves up. Bishchut. Bishchut. Gedal Yab and Achikam. The same study. And so this study was his job, his task to like pick up the pieces. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing. And the fact that he was doing it successfully just speaks about on what his Yudua was. And then to have him then murdered. What a blow. They're starting to pick themselves up again, thinking that it's possible. Look, when you, when you read the keynote on, uh, on uh, uh, Tisha B'Morning, so you know, the ones that describe the destruction of Besamindash are painful. 
then you read the kinot about the destruction of the of the tzaddikim. And on Yom Kippur, we're going to be learning, you know, we're going to be about the uh, the Asarah Harugay Malchut. You know, that that for me, you know, you know that I, I recommend everyone that to, to daven with the chazan wherever you are when he's doing the seder avoda. Bichlal to go to the seder avoda is something magnificently gorgeous and beautiful. But when the chazan gets to Asarah Harugay Malchut and the description there of what happened to the ten holy martyrs. It, it, it shakes your kishkas much more than hearing about stones that were that were destroyed. As painful as that even sounds, to say such words. Why? <clears throat> because every time we've fallen so low, as long as there was someone that was able to connect me to looking how I can look in myself and be real with myself, I felt I had a chance. Today resembles the end of that. So I want to say like this. I think I want to say like this. Uh, so now everything is everything is obviously designed from Shemaim. Why was he murdered, Gimel Tishrei? Why do we come right out of Rosh Hashanah into this day? I think it's getting a little bit of a different picture, but a little bit of a clearer picture for ourselves. Why? Because as much as Rosh Hashanah, Gival, Elul, this and that, at the end of the day, I want to walk into this new year with enough guts or with enough Kedusha to learn how to truly look at myself and feel that we're worthy of righteous leaders to begin to rebuild us again. Even feeling like we're worthy of having manhigim amitiim is a level. And there's a lot of tefillahs by Reb Nassan about this. Shlach lanu manhig amiti. I think we, we've learned a few of them. We've sung a few of Karduner's songs that he sings about this stuff. But alavai and the schut of art shuva and willingness to look deep inside for real. As simchadik as Rosh Hashanah was to now even go further. Bezrat Hashem, in that schut, and in the schut of the actual ta'anit we're doing today, and every few minutes, remind yourself you're fasting, don't just get through the day. Beg Hashem that the day should get through you. Which means that I'm very aware of the fact that we need, we need real leaders. We need manigim amitim, and, and beg Hashem for Rahmanas that when they do come around, we have enough guts to run after them as if it's like the most important thing in the world, like we're running after the greatest business deal, and much more than that, Bezrat Hashem. Okay, so tomorrow, like this, tomorrow, I'm going to have to go to the, the women's share now. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to be doing halacha on the Pasha again, tomorrow morning, and then at 10 o'clock, Rav Pransky is coming back for, he's going to come back again to continue the Sodisha and the Ishbitzer on, uh, on that whole piece he began last week. We're going to continue learning strong position until uh, Yom Kippur, Take a break between Yom Kippur until after Sukkot, um, and then we'll continue again, pick it up strong. Smile, guys. We're in this together. Shikayach. This should be our problems, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's great, huh? Oh yeah, I'm a huge. He's he's I never learned some gadali like this before ever. I've never heard anything. I never, I never, I never connected some gadali. Now, uh, <clears throat>